This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruchem Abayim, Bruchem Abayim, Tali Kalal Agadapirka, National Monday Shir. Welcome everyone. Many may know that these are the closing 12 hours of our annual campaign to benefit our base medrash, Mechon Magad Rakiah. Uh, the link I posted here on the messaging chat, if anybody would like to be mishtatev, if any, any listeners would like to participate, charity.com slash MMH. You could see it on our site, rabbidg.com. This is going to be our closing shear on the subject of um, artificial intelligence. Uh, last week we discussed... What are the differences between man and robot, man and artificial intelligence? After all, there's so many advancements, it's really remarkable what uh, artificial intelligence could be programmed to accomplish and to uh, amass and to achieve. And we mentioned last week, of course, man has a certain uh, spiritual component to it. It has the peace of the divine. Man has free choice. We saw from the Malbum that the reason why we wear leather shoes is to demonstrate that we have the superiority in terms of acting with a free choice as opposed to animal that acts out of instinct. And that's always important to, to know. When we say that Hashem is Kael Chai, God is living. What does it mean God is living? As opposed to what? Living means that He acts with free choice. So, man acts with free choice. Man doesn't just do what he's programmed to do, what he learns to do, what he observes. Man, at any time, can act in any direction. And that's one of the hallmarks of man. We discussed how one of the unique features of man is the ability to live with dichotomy. That man could feel sorrow for the suffering of his enemy and rejoice over his own salvation. An angel, on the other hand, is Regal Yeshara, can only sort of see things in one perspective. Now, um, I would like today to discuss a major aspect of human intelligence that is qualitatively and fundamentally different than that of a computer. And in a certain sense, to me at least, this highlights why God has given artificial intelligence to our generation more than any other generation. And the idea is based on something that Rav Miller discusses, Harav Avigdor Miller, and something that he emphasized, and something that I heard from him when I was a Bachar, when I actually personally asked him uh, the following question. And I remember when I was a Bachar, and I even wrote it down, I have a notebook, and the date I asked him the question, it's about 24 years ago. The question is as follows. If you notice in the Torah, it never uses the word mayach, brain. That word does not appear. It does not appear in the Chumash. I do not believe it, it appears in the Nevi'im and Ksuvim. Never does the Torah talk about brain. Isn't that interesting? Isn't the brain the most important part of the 
human body. The why doesn't it talk about the mayach? But it talks about the lev. Uvalev kol chacham lev nasati chachma. Valibi ra harbe chachma vadas. Venasati ani belibi. And I asked Harav Miller zechatzak davracha, why does the Torah refer to the mind as the heart? And I was asking him. I knew what he was going to say. I wanted to hear him say it myself. He said that thoughts are fleeting. And therefore thoughts are not really significant in the eyes of heaven. It's not what is in your mind. It's how you feel about that idea. Meaning, you know, we all believe in God. Okay? Yet we sin. How is that? So, well, is it that we don't believe He's watching us? No, we all believe He's watching us. So if we believe He's watching us, so then why do we sin? Well, is it that we don't believe He cares? No, we believe He cares. So why do we sin? Well, is it that we don't believe that there's punishment? No, we believe there's punishment. So why do we sin? Is it that we believe He's going to forget? No, we believe He's not. He'll remember forever. So we believe He's watching us. We believe He cares. We believe He punishes. We believe He'll remember, and yet we sin. How do you explain that? And the answer is because we know it to be true, but we don't feel that it's true. And what we know does not influence the way we behave. Only what we feel influences the way we behave. What is in our brains does not impact the way we act. It's only if we have an emotional feeling about that belief then it impacts how we act. And this was the great discovery of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, the greatest distance in this world is the distance between the head and the heart. What do you mean? It's only about 18 inches or 2 feet. Yeah, but there's a gap. Because for somehow what we know does not impact how we feel. Rabbi Yid, do you believe that God will redeem the Jewish people? Yes. Do you believe that Mashiach will come? Yes. Are you really waiting for Him? No, most people honestly are not. I mean, they may say they are, but it doesn't impact how they live. So what is it? Do they not believe? No, they believe fully. It's just they don't have a... They don't feel it to be true. They know it to be true. They don't feel it to be true. The main difference between our generation and earlier generations is they didn't just believe in the world to come. They felt it to be true. They didn't just believe in the coming of Mashiach. They felt it to be true. They didn't just believe in God. They felt His, His presence. I mean, I, I saw that with my own grandfather, Zechazak Levracha. They didn't just believe in Hashem. Hashem was a reality. They didn't just believe in the coming of Mashiach. Mashiach was a reality. So information alone is not sufficient. What do we call this? So Rav Miller would classify this as follows. Um, let us, let me bring you to the Maramak. I'm... I'm we're going to learn today from the Sefer Shari Oira. These are the Ma'amarim of Harav Avigdor Meo Zechitzag Levracha. He says, Chazal hufligu ma'od b'goydel ha'ma'ala v'hachashiva shaldeya. 
Our sages speak at great length of the importance of Deya, visceral knowledge. Deya is great, it was placed between two names of Hashem, like it says, Kikel Deya is Hashem. Chazal say, Kol Adam Sheish Boy Deya, Kilo Nivna Beis Hamikdash Biyamav. Anyone who has Deya, it's as if the temple was built in his time. Uva Mesachas Nadarim Amar Abaye Niktinan. We have a tradition. Ein Oni Ela Bedeya. Poverty is only in Deya. The Marava Amri in the West they would say, Didabe Kulabe. If you have it, you have everything. If you have Deya, you have everything. Dila Dabe Mabe. If you don't have it, if you don't have Deya, what do you have? If you acquire it, what are you missing? If you acquire Deya, you ain't missing anything. Right? Avram Fried has a song. Right? It's Gemara Nadarim, right? So, what exactly does this mean? Chazal say further, any Talmud Chacham that doesn't have Das, a carcass is better than him. You hear the statement? Any Torah sage that doesn't have Deya, a dead, a dead fox, a dead rat, a dead raccoon is better than him. So then how is he a Talmud Chacham? He could be a Talmud Chacham and yet not have Deya? So from here it says, Miller, we see you could be a Talmud Chacham and you're still lacking Deya. Asher al-kein b'vadeh mechavesenu shi'alanu koydem kol havana bihira. We then need to understand clearly, mahu deya. What is deya? If you could be a Talmud Chacham without deya, what's deya? And then we could try to acquire, attempt to acquire it. If we don't know what it is, how are you supposed to acquire it? So we need to be able to identify, what is deya? What is deya? You could be a Talmud Chacham, but you're better off being a carcass because you don't have Deya. Any sage that has Deya, it's like the temple was built. So let's explain. A person could have sinned. He goes into the temple and his reality changes. He feels the Divine Presence. He feels the Shekhinah. He feels the truth in this world. He feels God's providence. He feels Hashem's control of the events of the world. Entering the Beis HaMikdash heightened, deepened a person's perception of the reality of the spiritual world. He gained Deya. Until then, he was just learning information. Bereshah's bar Kim, it's a piece of information. The person could learn, Bereshah's bar Kim, they could learn that da mala mala mimcha, no, there's an eye above, ayin raya, v'oizen shemas, v'chol masecha b'sefer nechtavim, and after they learned that, they could go outside and look at anything without using any discipline, without using any discretion, and they could speak Lush and Hara, even though they believe in God, and they, go, they know God is listening to every word, and they know they're going to be punished. The reason why they could do it is because they know it, but they don't feel it. That's why Rabbi Yisrael said, it is obligatory 
for a Jew to learn Musr. The purpose of Musr is not learning new information. The purpose of Musr is to be able to transfer the information in the, from the data bank of your mind until a real feeling in your life. That's why Rav Miller says the Torah doesn't talk about the Mayach. Because what's in the USB, what's in the you know, data bank of your mind is irrelevant. It's not important. Who cares what you know? What you know has no impact on you. You know what the proof is? Esav. Esav's head is in the Ma'ara Samach Pela. But he was Esav Harasha because it was just in his head. That's how important a head is. It's not enough to have a head. It's not enough to know. It's not enough to garner, gather information. You have to, you have to achieve a Torah heart. Says Rav Miller, In terms of intellectual achievement, there are many different levels. The first level is Chachma. And they're different one from each other. Chachma is the Etzem Hayidiya. Is the knowledge. Bina is to extrapolate, to analyze information, to distinguish to compare, to contrast, to have a very, not just know the information, but to be able to add to it, extrapolate based upon it, examine it, identify commonalities, disparities. Deya is something else entirely. Deya hu kishahadvarim nasim kolkach me'umasim etzlai. Deya is when the truths become so real to you, until they're set in your heart, and they're acquired like a living reality, until you feel it in the senses of your mind, almost as if you could see it, smell it, taste it. Question. Yankee, don't put your finger in the outlet. Yankee, don't put your finger in the outlet. Yankee, don't put your finger in the outlet. Ma, I know I shouldn't put my finger in the outlet. Why shouldn't you put your finger in the outlet? Because it's going to give me a shock. Yankee, don't put your finger in the outlet. Yankee, do you know I shouldn't put your finger in the outlet? Yeah, because I get a shock. An hour later, Yankee puts his finger in the outlet. He gets a shock. He used to know that you get a shock. Now he, re- now he has a reality of that he's going to get a shock. Does he, did he not believe his mother? He believed his mother. Is he going to... Now when his mother told him not to put his finger in the outlet, is he going to do it? He might do it. Now that he got the shock, is he going to put his finger in the outlet? He ain't going anywhere near the outlet. What happened? What happened is, it moved from his mind to his senses. That is the goal in Limadat Torah. It's not, oh, I learned Shas. Pal, I don't care if you learned Shas. You could have learned Shas. I'm on my ninth cycle of Daf Yomi. You're on your zeroth cycle of Daf Yomi. First of all, you can't even read one page. Let's, which, which page do you want to be tested on? It's not a matter of what you know. It's do you feel it? 
Do you feel that when you speak Lashon Hara, it's like you're a Kaifer Be'ikr? Do you feel that when you get angry, it's like you were Oyved Avoy Zara? No, it's just I know, I, I could tell you what line, and it's, it's in the Gemara, on this daf, on this line. Great, I'm glad you know what page it's on. You could be a Tamachacham, you could take a pin test, and you could be an ignoramus. Call Tamachacham She'en Boidea, Nevela Toiva Himena. But call Tamachacham She'esh Boidea, Ki'ilu Nivna Beis Hamikdash Biyamav. A piece of information that you feel is a completely different level of understanding. This was the entire uh, <laughs> basis and foundation of the Muslim movement. He says that, Let's give the following example. It's, you know, we can never tire from giving it. He says, the mother tells the kid, Don't touch the oven, don't touch the oven. If you touch it, you get burnt. The kid believes the mother. He has no doubt at all. Nevertheless, when he touches it and he gets burnt, his level of knowing is a totally different level. It's not that he didn't believe, it's that he only knew. Now he feels. So there was a bachar, he came late to yeshiva. So Miller said, I asked him, why were you late? He said, I, said, I saw somebody got hit by a car. And he got thrown to the floor, Rebbe, and he died. And, and I, it was traumatic for me. That's why I'm late. Sir so Miller said, you know, you're 17 years old. You didn't know that people die? And the boy said, I knew. But now I see it. What I knew did not impact me, the Talmud said. I didn't have trauma knowing that people die. Now I have trauma seeing that people die. So therefore, Rav Miller says, the obligation of learning is to, is to achieve a level of what do we call Yediyah Chushas, knowledge that you feel. And this is knowledge of all aspects of wisdom, all aspects of areas of Torah. This is what Shalom Melch says, to know Chachma. That Chachma has to become so visceral to you so real to you that it, it's it's as real as the sun rises and the sun sets. Now how do you achieve that? How do you how do you advance and elevate something that we know? We know God created the world, but how do we elevate that to something that we feel? So first of all, through through real study. Real study means eon, analysis, where you elevate the Chachma, the information, to Bina. Bina means that the information is so crystal clear to you, you could contrast it, you could analyze it, and then you have to try to get it into your bones. And the way you get it into, the bo- into one's bones is review and review and review and review, and review, and constant thinking about it, and constant studying it. Says Rav Miller, our Torah is a Torah Chaim. Hashem didn't give us a Torah so that we should 
master a lot of information. Yeah, you know, there are 60 tractates, and God wants us to master the tractates so that we could take a, uh, a test on it and an exam and, ma- and succeed on our exam on the 60 tractates. No, it's a living Torah. So therefore God wants us to have a living relationship with the Torah. We should feel the truths of the Torah. Hashem wants all the truths of the Torah should be alive to us. And that's how it will affect our actions. Says Rav Miller, you know, we talk about Yeridas Hadoirais, we we talk about the descent of the generations. You know, people today, maybe they're more learned than earlier generations. But their emuna is on a much more shallow level. Compared to our grandfathers, compared to our fathers, compared to earlier generations, you know what the point of differences, you know what the nakuda the differences? The earlier generations felt the truths of the Torah. We just know them. Rav Miller writes, This is the point, the main difference between the later generations and the earlier generations. Mehar Sinai, the more distant we are from Mount Sinai, Nechla Shakinyan Shal the acquisition of a visceral feeling toward the Torah has weakened. Ad all of our knowledge is just intellectual knowledge. You know what we've become? We have become robots. All of our intelligence, it's all artificial. We are Chad, Chad GBT. That's who we are. You know why God gives us artificial intelligence? He's saying, look what you've become. I'll ask you, Aisha, Ayla. Okay, question. Uh, I ate a challah that was baked in a Fleshig oven three hours ago. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, it says in Shochanach and the Simen. So we're basically we're just glorified robots. Our our connection to Torah has become so shallow that w- you're right. We're but we have this four part series and we can't figure out the difference between artificial intelligence and human intelligence because we've forgotten what human intelligence intelligence is supposed to be. The reason why we even have this question is because we have, we have downgraded our appreciation of what human connection to Torah is. It's not about what you know, it's about what you feel. And the robot feels nothing, and unfortunately, we don't feel anything either. And God is giving us artificial intelligence as a reminder that we need to be much deeper than that. It's not a matter of intellectual depth. It's a certain emotional connection, but it's, this is not, it's not a fuzzy connection. Emotion based on knowledge. Give you an example. This is not a, this is not a fuzzy type of emotion. You know, you could have two people at a funeral. 
and there's a speaker, and the speaker is really manipulative. So he's really pulling the heartstrings and the cords. And you have somebody, he didn't even know the mess, he's sitting there at the Levaya, he's weeping. Okay, so that's sort of fake emotion. He doesn't appreciate the loss. He's not crying because he knew the person. He's crying because the eulogizer is manipulating his emotions. He's using the right intonation, the right, the right voice chord, the right key, the right tone, and he's really just, you know, striking the right chords to elicit that type of response. But what about somebody who knew the, the mess for 90 years and lived with them and appreciated them? So when they're crying, that crying is not just based on it's not based on emotion. The emotion is, is fed from real knowledge. That is what our connection to the Torah has to be. That our belief in Hashem has to be so deep that we feel His presence and that we feel that He is watching us and we feel that He orchestrates our life and we feel that there's reward and punishment. He says, Of course we have to constantly add to our knowledge. But we also have to constantly add and deepen our feeling toward what we know. And therefore we have to devote time to this. You know, we find, Rav Miller says in the Navi, that Hashem was very exacting about this. We find in Shoftim. Says a generation arose, arose that didn't know God. What, you think that means literally? They didn't, they didn't believe in God? What do you mean they, they didn't know God? Yeah, we're, we're talking about, these are the people... A generation after they, they left, uh, they entered Israel. A few generations from Yitzhak Mitzrayim. No, what it means is compared to the generation before that saw the miracles with their own eyes, this next generation did not have Deya. So the Navi categorizes them as if they didn't know. And this I personally heard from Rav Miller. Rav Miller used to say this in Shiram. And he says that he heard from one of his Rabbeim that by the Dardea we say, Arboim Shana Kod Bidayer, Voimaram Toyelevav, Hem Vehem Loyadu de Rachai, Vehem Loyadu de Rachai. They did not know his ways. They did not know his ways. Really? The Dar Hamidbar did not know God's, God's ways? So the Rabbi of Rabbi Vigdemar would say, Avada, they knew his ways. They knew, actually, nobody knew God like that generation. But because they were on such a high level, God expected them to know Him. No means to feel Him. Chazal say that a Tamar Chacham that has no Deya, it's better to be a Nevela. A Nevela is better than him.
חז"ל סייע בדויג הוא הדוימי. דויג, לראש האמר לי כמה לכל הסבר חוקי. God says to the wicked man, why are you talking about my מצווייס? ועתיסא בריסי עלי פיך. The Gemara says that Amar Abami ain't Tairasa shall doyeg el elamisafa v'lachatz. The Taira of doyeg was only external. He said the Taira, but it was it was just lip service. Was doyeg a deceiver? Was he was he trying to trick anyone? No, he wasn't deceitful, but it was just on his lips. He denied he was not koina in his heart a kinyan nefesh. And the Gemara says in Masech Chagiga, Rabbi Huda would cry on Doig and Achi Toifa who were Tamil Chachamim, and they lost their Chelk Lehem Haba. So Shmuel said, Shinina. That's what Rabbi Huda was crying. Shmuel says to Rabbi Huda, my sharp one, there was Tina in their hearts. There, there was something lacking, there was some impediment that the Torah did not penetrate their lave. So it's not enough to learn Torah. The Torah has to be not not in your brain. It has to be on your heart. It has to be on your heart. So the Torah always talks about the heart of the Jew, not the mind of the Jew. That's what the Navi tells Klal Yisrael. Karev ata b'fihem v'rachik mikil yoseihem. You're close to God with your mouth, you're far in your kidneys. Or, this nation approaches me with their mouth and their lips. V'libay rachak mimenu. Now, many people make a mistake about this. We're familiar with this Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Karev ata b'fihem v'rachik mikil yoseihem. Yan kinigash ha'am hazeh b'fiv uvesvasav kibduni v'libay rochak mimeni. So we think it means, yeah, they're davening with their mouth, but they're diverting their attention in their heart. They're distracting them, uh, themselves. What does that mean, they're distra- their heart is far from God? It doesn't mean they're not paying attention to the meaning of the words. Of course they're paying attention to the meaning of the words. But their heart is dry. Their heart is not. Their heart is unaffected. It's just they're saying the words and they're thinking about the meaning. But they have no emotional connection with the words. They could say but they're not really feeling that the goodness and the blessing and the success and the happiness of the month is dependent on Hashem. They could say, It's not that they're not thinking about the meaning of the words, that they have no feeling toward it. The bottom line is, when we think about artificial intelligence, it's basically what our intelligence has become. And the, really, the primary difference between 
human intelligence and artificial intelligence is that for a robot, it's only, in, it's only intellectual knowledge. But a man has a capacity for what Rav Miller is uh, saying the Gemara refers to as Deya. Deya is visceral knowledge. And that's something that a computer can never have. And that's, that's the reason why you know people have shylice. So maybe in Kashrus, you could put it to artificial intelligence. But, you know, there, there are so many factors that go into Paskin and Halacha that are beyond just, you know, mathematical formula. You know, sometimes there's something called Hefzid Merubah, where it's going to cause a loss of money. And we know the Torah says, Chasa HaKadosh Baruch Shal Yisrael. Hashem takes pity on Jewish money. So the Paisek has to have a certain a compassion and empathy toward the loss of money of another Jew. Computer can never do that. So there, there are factors, even in what you would think is dry, analytic approach to a halachic question, that a computer can never uh, have the capacity to, to be able to, to do. But this element of human knowledge is really the primary difference between what we call human intelligence and artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is just the Chachma. Could it have Bina? It seems that it could even be programmed to have Bina. Not only to, to store information, to know information, but to examine, to extrapolate, to compare, to contrast, but to have a visceral feeling toward that information, that is something that is... Uh, not possible for a computer. Because by human being, it's not the mayach, it's the lev. Uvalev kol chacham lev, nasati chachma. Okay, Rabbi Isai, I thank you all for uh, joining us for this series. Next uh, week, Bez Hashem, we'll start a new topic. Have a, a wonderful day. Bracha v'atzlacha. Kol tov, everyone. Thank you very much. Yes. So... I know that most of what you were saying is not aimed about the question of can AI possibly silence right. our Havana, our Deya. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.